Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You gotta love the beauty of decentralized cryptocurrencies all plummeting as very central figures tweet them <laughs> to below uh, lows we have not seen in a while. It is lulls. I'm Peter Overzat. Brian Hooper, how are we doing? Good, good. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think Elon Musk is a central figure in terms of being able to pull the strings, but he is a rent seeker. Actually, he does get government money. Well, it's just funny. I mean, everyone was pumping Doge, buying, selling Doge, just praying he would just utter the words on Saturday Night Live, which he did. And now Bitcoin is plummeting because he says, what What did the thing even say? That they're taking it off of their like balance sheet from their investment? Or they're not accepting it anymore, right? They're not accepting it anymore. But the main thing was that uh, it hurts the environment. So you're telling me that, that one of the guys that we laud as the most brilliant person on the planet, he's going to take us to Mars, all of this stuff, yada, yada, flamethrowers. He didn't realize how Bitcoin is mined up until this point. He just had this epiphany. Good point. I mean, are we seriously like, I don't buy, I don't buy this to me, this, I don't know what his angle is, but I, I don't believe that he's this naive about it. It, 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 for me, I think it like brings attention to like one of the criticisms of EV too is like, yeah, you don't pollute because you're an electric vehicle, but the electric companies that get power the cars do. Have you ever heard that criticism? I'm not saying I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I like EV cars. I'm just saying it's like that's they're saying they they still pollute because they get the electricity from coal that makes the electricity go or something like that. You know. Yeah, well, it's the same thing about like when people were saying, oh, uh, you know, NFTs and, you know, the energy cost to minting them. And then it's like, but the super rich art dealers and, you know, art house world flying in private jets, you know, across the world for these galleries and these auctions that that doesn't consume energy. I mean, it, it has to be the most slippery slope argument possible. Yeah, you see that all the time with rich people where they they, they give some big global warming speech and then hop right on a yeah a, 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 a private jet etc or I, sponsor uh uh some some like uh army government uh whatever military industrial complex uh bill where the the american army does like so much damage to the to the environment yeah i yeah i don't know it it also just feels like we are living in uh, a troll and meme like crypto driven 
uh, economy right now. And, you know, everyone loves the memes and the trolling when it's, when it's going up. But then when Elon or Vitalik trolls back and it sends things down, then we all get upset. It's like, you can't, you got to have it both ways. It's pretty crazy though that it actually does do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You would think, I mean, I mean, Bitcoin hasn't been under 50,000 in a long time. Right. I mean, and by a long yeah. time, I mean a few months. It's at 47 now. ETH down to 36. I, I, I guess understand. It, yeah. How everyone has so much fucking money. <laughs> like, how many times can you buy the dip? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is one of the uh, people were giving Davis a hard time about that too. And all the Bitcoin guys, it's like, how either you're not as much of a Bitcoin maximalist you're saying because you have fiat on the side or, or you aren't actually buying the dip every single time. And that's not including their, uh, their, uh, you know, sushi farming outfit, their NFTs, uh, you know, their cardboard. It's like, where, who, how much money is the average American make like $5 million and I'm just not aware of it. Like, how are yeah. they affording all this? Oh, I was asking Kitchen that today on the Swolecast too. I was like, are you cycling, like just moving all of your portfolio from one project to the next? Or are you actually just putting into all of these new projects? I'm the same way. I, I had to get choosy fast. Topshop blew a lot of my <laughs> disposable income that I was willing to invest. And then, uh, yeah, you know, that's why I don't have an ape avatar right now. Are you thinking about uh, selling any any NFT type of stuff because of... I just like, I don't know if it's too like the whole kind of idea of contra trading your emotions, but I just feel so gross selling like in these bear dips that I just like don't allow myself to do it. I just like mentally put stuff on the back burner. So I, I don't know. And then I don't sell when it's pumping either because I'm like, all right, we're going to the moon. So I guess I'm just like a forever, a long-term holder of stuff. I'm, I was more talking like the general account, like the past couple of days with the inflation, the CPI numbers coming in. Have you checked that out at all? No. What explain it to us? So this, the the uh, consumer price index is like the the index the government uses to judge inflation, and it's got all sort of cr sorts of criticisms about it because they they take out certain things, you know, every so often that mess with the numbers, so it doesn't look like inflation is actually that bad. But uh, it came in at like four times what it, they predicted, higher. Yeah. So more inflation and um the stock market crit i didn't i haven't looked in like a couple hours but the dow was down like four or five hundred last i checked nasdaq's been down like six or seven hundred the last couple days combined but here's the thing that doesn't make any sense gold went down today <laughs> and crypto went down today too wait but where you were just talking when were you in the discord you were saying this was one of the first times that crypto and the stock market had been decoupled that's before elon's tweet <laughs> that's how quickly things changed it, it was at fifty-seven thousand earlier today yeah it went up it was going it, it was eth went up bitcoin went up a little bit and then it kind of came down but it was steady while everything else was dropping yeah and then he tweeted at when it was at like 55 56k and now it's at 47 whatever who knows well where this is gonna end yeah yeah I still, I just, I, I still can't get over how much bullshit that Elon tweet is. Like, I just do not buy it. Like that guy has acted in self-interest, whatever, rightfully so every step of the way. And now all of a sudden he's an environmentalist. Like it's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever seen. I don't know what his play is, but he's pressing some levers for some purpose. Doge was just a bit of his, right? Yeah. 
Like he doesn't need to invest in Doge and pump it up and sell it. He's the richest. He was the richest man on the planet for a short period. He right? just thinks it's funny. Yeah, he just thinks it's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Same page there. So, but yeah, th- this new uh, environmental Elon thing, you know, and he's also been kind of like not a, not a, like global warming um, denier, but like he's received criticism of it because he like. Like he's tweeted out before that he, you know, there could be a free market solution, which this isn't a free market solution, I think, but maybe he would put up the money, but someone should put up a whole bunch of money to, for someone to come up with something like take the CO2 out of the, like a machine to take the CO2 out of the air or something, some, something creative without having to like redo the entire world's economy, you know, like the Green New Deal type of thing. Yeah. So I think they shit on him for that. So... uh, but I don't know, like, I'm, he's not like a global warming denier at all, but I think he has received some criticism for, like, his ideas on that. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is you, you can't take anything he says seriously. There's already screenshots of him. He was replying to Jack Dorsey about how, you know, Bitcoin energy consumption isn't as bad as, as people make it out. And he was, like, co-signing that. Then he did the thing where he was buying Bitcoin. Then he sold it, and he said he was actually just testing it, um, you know, as re- its resilience or if that was going to, like, move the market. Like, he just talks out of both sides of his mouth whenever it's convenient for him. So I have, I have no take on uh, what it actually means but i just know that you can't really trust what elon says it, it's and then he goes on uh saturday night live it seems weird yeah i only tuned in for a little bit of it and his performance was extremely cringe it seemed like the the more like uh normie take was like snl always sucks like reminds me never to watch it but like at least most guests and hosts they have have some bit of charisma some mm-hmm. bit of like on camera stage presence. Like it was, it was very cringy for me to watch. Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't watch Santa live. I, <laughs> I, I don't watch it regularly either, but I'm like, I, I promise you a, a regular non Elon show is not, not this bad. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch this one at all. So I, yeah. I, I believe you for me. It's like the Simpsons. Like yeah. you're still watching the Simpsons now and you think it's funny. Mm, there's something wrong with you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even, is Simpsons even still on? I don't think I've ever seen someone talk about Simpsons in in a long time. It probably is. Yeah, it pro- probably is. I don't. I honestly don't know. They should have stopped in about 1996. Well, that's the problem with any of these things. Like, it's it's so hard for. It's the same reason movie sequels get made, and then there's like really good original scripts like sitting on some executive's desk because they don't want to take the risk and greenlighting it and knowing if they can get their money back, so they just make Transformer 7. It's like, why take a risk on a new cool cartoon when you could just keep printing on Simpsons IP? Yeah, well, they can't anymore, though. Too much competition with YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. I was thinking about this. You did a live NFL draft stream. And I turned in for the for the first whatever half an hour hour, and um, you said on there that like Levitan or somebody was giving you shit. I don't know if it was him. I don't come on. Yeah, it was like, yeah, they're gonna watch you instead of ESPN or something like yeah. that. They were making fun of you. And I'm thinking, I mean, you already know what side I am on this. I'm like, yeah, yeah of course, they definitely will watch him or just somebody over ESPN because ESPN sucks balls. It's horrible. No, who it- watches ESPN? 
that that's that that was what i mean i literally think adam was just tired that night and didn't want to do a live stream because he built a business model on the whole point that people care about fantasy and not what the talking heads and former nfl players are saying about the game like (laughs) that's what established the run is of course they would rather hear from you and evan about the draft that some booger on on TV that that take was there was something else going on there from Adam on that take yeah yeah but but leaving him aside yeah just that kind of mentality is like that's a dying medium yeah they're dying medium ESPN all those people and the quicker the better in my opinion and like like I haven't watched the NFL draft I went to the live NFL draft when I was here in Chicago um whatever five some years ago. And that and it wasn't that fun either. But the uh, but the ESPN coverage last time I watched live, I can understand ESPN like draft coverage a little bit more than all their other garbage, because it's like the only thing in they, they're the only ones who who cover it still, right? Like they have exclusive rights. Yeah, I think they have the exclusive. Mel yeah. still there. Like yeah, like yeah. Okay, I could kind of see watching it there, but it still sucks. Like it was really really bad. You first of all, you get the picks before they do because you have the internet. So it's yeah. like it's not fun anymore. It's not the only game in town. Um, they're they're like they're like uh, puff pieces, and the players are so cringe. They're not even cringe. They make me angry. Like well, because they're like, manufacturing. Yeah, like this guy's leg f- fell off, and then they sawed it back on, and now yeah, he's here yeah. to conquer the world. Yeah. He had six moms, and they all died before he was two. <laughs> It's like, fuck you, ESPN. I don't care. <laughs> well, this is one of our uh, evergreen lulls topics. I think we've had this idea like three or four times, but the future is being able to turn on. ESPN pays for the rights to the footage or the actual draft stuff, and then you pick your audio track that you yeah. want. You want the fantasy track. You want the sports betting tracking props. You know, Whatever it is, your flavor, you want your specific team commentators talking about how everything affects that and you just pick which is essentially what youtube subs and podcasts are you are picking your hyper specific niche for that con that content but you're just mashing up with the big stream event or whatever yeah like oh release the code like release the the feed yeah they need to get it out of the hands of fucking joe buck and espn and all these garbage like i like you know like gus hansen's really good and like obviously there's really talented guys but they could still do their thing you know, and people tune in. It's just like a, a lot of these other sports. I was thinking they could start with like a minor league MMA, like one of the smaller ones, or I don't know, you know, like a minor league tennis or something. Like someone will have the foresight to let's just let's just release the feed. Like PGA, <laughs> their their live coverage during the week is so bad, like they don't even turn it on at the right time, like. Like they could just like put some of the camera out there and let us put it on the internet. Someone will announce it. It will be super entertaining. Like it's the whole problem though, is then how do they monetize that? Like, um, like bar, you know, like a bar show and a pay-per-view event, they have yeah. to pay like five grand, you know, if, depending on how many people they have there. And like, I don't know how they would do it, but it'd be so much better. Well, did I, I mean, speaking of that stuff, I mean, the way YouTube works generally is like if we were to go and watch a a highlight clip of some NFL play, the video would get demonetized or we could run ads against it, but it'd be the NFL or the copyright holder that gets the ads on it, but we could use it. Did I tell you about when Spags and I were doing a splash play a couple weeks and we were watching old WWE footage and they shut down the stream in real time? 
No. Like we knew it would get demonetized, but we didn't care. We were like watching old like NFL players who had done WE this stuff and they legit yeah. shut down the stream in real time. Like the chat with Blake. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like this level of like, okay, you can even monetize this, whatever $6 in ad revenue I get from that. And then you're sparking interest in other people to go seek out more WWE things. It's free marketing for you. Like how backwards are these laws? They're, yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah, some of it's law, some of it's just YouTube policy. Yeah. And they're like, they treat everyone like a pirated crack streams streamer. Yeah. Which, which is not. And I, I like Red Letter Media, the movie review guys, uh, YouTube channel. And um, they've gotten uh, shut down for giving movie reviews, which is like under fair use. You know, I mean, you show a little bit of the movie and then you talk about it. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. And if you look at like Twitter and YouTube too, they're getting so like corporate, like every suggestion is like CNN or Twitter will have, Oh, Washington post wants you to know about elegant Ellen DeGeneres. It's like, you, you know, I don't care about that Twitter. You know, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No one else does either. Stop trying to make Ellen DeGeneres popular again. No one cares. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely frustrating. I did just get, YouTube is they have this thing called YouTube shorts and I think it's in beta right now. Like one of my short videos got like reformatted in it, but they're doing like a, a creator fund where they're actually pooling together money and they're going to pay it out to people who have successful shorts on there. And I know Snapchat and some other social media sites have done this model, but it's just hilarious thinking of how much YouTube has benefited and monetized their creators and they're like, yeah, now we'll actually just toss you a few scraps back to, uh, to use and, uh, promote this new video feature we have. How does, how, how does that work? So how, where do they get the money from? I, I think it's just their, just their revenue. Like they're putting up, I know Snapchat did it a few months ago too, where it was like they were giving 10 million out to creators and then certain things that went viral, they would like reward. I don't know how they judged it or whatever, but YouTube is trying to get into kind of like the Instagram story, the fleets, the TikTok game. So like the vertical quick hitting posts. So they're trying to figure out, I think, how to integrate that into kind of like their feed and their subscriber mechanics. Hmm. It's still YouTube still is awesome, by the way. I still yeah. Think. A lot of this stuff is the uh, like that Louis C.K. Joe, where he's on the airplane and it's the first time they have internet on the airplane, right? And he's like, yeah. "This is amazing!" And then it goes out five minutes later, and he gets all pissed off. This piece of shit internet. Yeah, so used to things so quickly. It's like, you know, if you if you didn't have YouTube or or whatever things similar it's way worse than just them cutting your stream or kicking off some of your favorite YouTubers, whatever. It still sucks. Don't get me wrong, but I was literally that guy I was on, you know, on my, on my first plane ride and in, in 15 months coming back from Miami on JetBlue, normally pretty good internet. But I think because of a storm coming out of Miami, they had to send us kind of um, a wide berth out into the ocean. So we we're outside of their coverage area for like over half of the flight. And I'm sitting there just so tilted that I don't have internet on this flight. Like I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I, how, how do we not have this up and running right now? But yes, I was flying uh, through the sky back right. home within hours uh, from a distance of, of thousands of miles. So I guess that was pretty cool too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there, you know, you're still right to complain. Like, like the TSA takes too long and all that stuff. I get like, so there are things to complain about, but 
all in all, it's still it's still amazing. Like all, all these new technologies and stuff. It's like such a different world. I think there's like a cultural. This I was thinking about this concept when I watched um, a stream of yours during the football season a while ago. It was you and Hulka. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but you were like quizzing Hulka on movies. I'm going to might get this wrong. It was on something. And like, he didn't fucking know any of them. Yeah. That was on tilt space. We were, it was Leone and I were asking him. I don't think he had seen like Goodfellas or it was some of the classics he hadn't seen. Yeah. And it just made me think about like, I think there's like a big cultural difference between like, I don't know, whatever people, you know, give or take five years around like 30 something. Like somewhere around there, under and over. Yeah. Like when, when, like I was growing up, and I'm, I'm assuming same with you, like everything was the same for everybody since like the fifth, like the 50s or 60s. Like everyone knows, like I love Lucy, right? I yeah. guarantee you watched, you've seen I Love Lucy, right? Yeah. Like I bet if you ask like a 21 year old, they'd have no fucking clue. No. It's I not mean, like I was an I Love Lucy fan. It's just everyone watched the same shit. All the movies, all the TV shows, like the culture was, you know, it was a monoculture, monoculture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they're like the, like these young guys who don't know anything, like I'm not trying to shit on Hulk, I'm just like leaving him aside, but like, like a lot of young guys, they can't name anything from the past is because there's no reason for them to. It's just like the whole paradigm has shifted, like culturally, they're growing up completely different. And I think we're seeing this with like, the polarization of the of the country right it, it it goes both ways too like the random shows that my in-laws watch or whatever on you know the big shows on cbs or whatever like half of them i haven't heard of or half of them i have zero interest in watching but they're i feel like it's actually kind of unfortunate right because they're almost at the mercy of whatever is put on by the big networks that they're that's their comfort like channel. Mm -hmm. Whereas we are more adventurous and we're willing to go seek out the specific media wherever we can get it because it's specifically tailored to our interests. And it's like, surely there is stuff out there now on the internet podcasts and stuff that they would love and be directly for them, but it's just too daunting to go find the platforms or whatever and figure out where those are. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking more too though. Like, like the 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 way like I grew up and probably close to you was probably almost identical to a guy who growing up in the seventies. It was probably very close. No one say got your car at sixteen. You know you no phone. You probably had to connect with your friends the same way. Like we lived the you know for all intents and purposes like the same life. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that has a lasting effect on how you view the world. Obviously, right? Yeah. And then you take all that away and you put phones and computers and the internet and all this stuff, you know, into young people's hands and you get rid of that kind of hegemony, like the, of, of media, right. Where everyone, everyone watched Star Wars. Everyone knows something about Star Trek or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone knows these movies and it's like, everyone saw Goodfellas. Everyone saw um, all the mafia movies, you know, yeah. I mean? all these classics, everyone fucking knows it. Everyone was raised very similarly compared to how it is now where you could, a young guy can name like, forget like even you, like you're, you're more plugged in than I am to like the internet world bands and, and shows and internet culture shit that I would no clue what the hell they're talking about. But yeah. this is what they were raised on. Yeah. 
we're, we're this is going to turn we're going to start feeling like boomers i mean even think about the days like you were saying from like the 70s through the late 90s like the idea of kids during the summer you just leave your house and you're just running roughshod yeah. throughout the neighborhood throughout the whole day you have no devices and your parents yeah. are here and you just come back at dinner time, like imagine that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt it. You take your go kart over to your buddy's house or something. That's what I used. Wow, to you do. had a go kart. Yeah, you had a go kart. We had a go kart. Yeah. Wow. See, I always was begging my mom for a go ped. You know, the motorized scooters, uh-huh. uh, and she would not let me get one. So I was just on my bike. Yeah, probably probably shouldn't have. The cops got us a couple times. We had to push it back to the house and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone had like motorcycles and stuff. I didn't usually ride them too much, but yeah, I doubt a lot of that stuff is, is going down. Yeah. Down anymore. And in you, and you could, you could tell, like, I do think it does have uh, an effect on the polarization of the country. I, I really do. Like if everyone kind of had, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm pointing it out. Like if they did, if they, if they could name all the movies and yeah. quote them all, and shit like that, you know, maybe people could see more eye to eye if they had the same culture. Well, and to that point, don't you think there's this certain aspect, like, because we can specifically curate curate our feeds, our media, however we want. Like, I could go and make my Twitter feed have no one that disagrees with me, general, similar worldview, same interest, blah, blah, blah. Like, I could create that echo chamber. I probably have unwittingly to an extent. Whereas... Back in the day, like you, you just have to interact with everybody, right? Like there were no ways to wall yourself off into that echo chamber. You were still like living in communities where I assume there would be more differing opinions and types of people. What about girls? What about them? Well, I mean, can you imagine back then, (laughs) back then you dated whoever was at school or like through friends and friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now, like, there's these kids are getting gun pointed uh, to their head. To- <laughs> that, that story. Tell people what story you're referencing. My brother sent me this link this morning about this poor guy who was went on a Tinder date and told her that he was a Dogecoin millionaire. <laughs> and they, they, they started having sex. And, and she pulled out a gun, showed him that it was loaded, pointed to his head and said... <laughs> Well, I would come inside me like God planned or something like that. I want to do. I want to Dogecoin, Pappy. First of all, like who who tells someone that uh, Brandon says that's not true? The article yeah, seems pretty true. Funny. Um, who who tells someone that that they're a Dogecoin millionaire? <laughs> that's what I said. It was someone lying. Yeah. The guy, the guy's probably got like 80k in Doge, got lucky, and now he's like, yeah, I got like a mil. Yeah, and also like you're just, it's just such a weird brag of like I have this shit going, and it's probably gonna go to zero here, and you know, <laughs> probably a month. Well, and she's like, no, so. I'm. And also, I feel like there'd be a clause. Like if I was holding that guy at gunpoint, I'd be like, we need to, um, we need to sell this asap because I, I, I don't think Dogecoin in yeah. about 20 years is paying for little poppies college. Right. <laughs> You finish up, and as soon as you're done, get on that Robinhood account and sell this shit. <laughs> have you have you held any Dogecoin? I haven't because I've never had a Robinhood account, and I'm not going to. You know, uh, I don't know what other easy way to do it to get to get Doge. And then Robinhood went all you know went all sued on me, so I'm like, I'm not I'm not getting an account there. Yeah. If it yeah, dro- if it drops, will you buy any? No. 
I haven't. I don't fuck around with the meme coins. You got burned once. I haven't gotten burned ever. I thought you said you got burned on the, the shit coins in 2017. Oh yeah, but I mean not that. like true meme coins. I mean like at least the coins I was buying, they told me they were going to change the world with their uh, their stuff. But I wasn't buying uh, explicit meme coins. I was okay. buying like Monero and and shit like that. Monero's done pretty well. Yeah, I bought like the stuff. The um, it used to be uh, Z Coin. It's now called like Firo because it had like the zero uh, proof knowledge stuff. And like I was buying stuff that was like this is the future of like anonymous crypto transaction stuff. And now like how can Monero go to the moon when none of the exchanges support it? <laughs> like it is doing what it is supposed to do. It just has no adoption. Okay. Did you did you end up selling getting rid of all those finally? Did you no. make money back? You still I have, have them all. Because I, my thought was like if I sell one of these and it runs, which is what ended up happening. I had a bag of BNB and it's it's like it's like 50x from when I bought it. Um and so that one will like pay back for all of my other horrible investments and I still haven't sold it. It's still running. Mm. No, I think I bought BNB at like today. Yeah. Actually it is down like 100 now. Might not be after old paper hands muskets, uh, his hands on his phone. Man, he just must be having so much fun. Imagine You're so right. You are he's so having right. the time of his life. Like, think about all of us. Like, when we put out a tweet, the whole reason you do it is because it's fun to get the interaction. You get the replies, you get the likes, you get the retweets. Imagine Musk that, like, that just levered times a million when he puts out a message the dopamine rush of engagement in movement on one tweet it's got to be an incredible feeling especially when you have all the money in the world like what else what else is there maybe he should go on a date with that dogecoin chick that might be a uh, dopamine rush <laughs> <use>. um <laughs> no okay that would have been a good snl sketch sketch <laughs> elon tells Kate McKinnon, he's a Dogecoin billionaire. And then she holds him at gunpoint and makes him inseminate her. That I was the sketch. I was thinking of an SNL sketch with um, Skeets and Trey Kirby. Yeah. But not an SNL sketch, but just it would seem like it, but it's actually real life. Okay. That like they actually hate basketball now, but they you just don't know it. So like as soon as the podcast goes down, like like Trey that. takes his beard off. It's fake, right? Uh, uh, Skeets has like a fake, like like a, a French Canadian accent, like stupid Americans, <laughs> fucking basketball. Like they're total frauds. They hate basketball. None of this was ever real, <laughs> dude. I actually I love that a lot, and it it, it would have to be that specific example because everything they do is about. Um, like yeah. I, I couldn't do that for football because it was like, yeah, I just started talking about top shot for two months or whatever straight, but those guys have devoted their life to right. basketball. Uh, I love that. That'd the be a good Jersey wearers, They do my Jersey wearing bet. Yeah. <laughs> you, a high school girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> they just absolutely hate the sport. All right, let's, <laughs> let's produce that sketch. Um, we got Christopher Donaldson first time catching the show live. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. If you guys are tuning in. Because of our massive show last week. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth. So you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. 
Did you say our audio numbers with Yukon Dave were were they our highest audio numbers or up there? I think our EM2 one. Uh, EM2 oh one yeah, the highest. Who was that? So we didn't we didn't have EM on, but we had. Who did we have on that show when we were talking about it? Was it Petty came on? Alex and Petty. Okay, yeah, yeah. That that was fun. I remember that. That was a that was an electric time. That week was very fun in the uh, yeah. in the DFS streets. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not saying we had him on. I'm, I'm saying like because he tried to start a beef with us and then and then went on run pure stuff and then blah blah blah. That just a lot of people started. Well, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, but yeah, that second highest probably. But our pod our podcast numbers like no one was listening to it when we first started. Like we would have like sixty downloads. Yeah, so it, beating the first six months is not very hard. No, it's. Uh, it's cool. Like all the, all the pods that I'm now doing there that we have. So Lowell's ship chasing and club top shot, like all of our numbers are up big time. Uh, rel- I mean, club top shots new, but Lowell's and ship chasing from this time last year have such a higher floor, um, with our numbers. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like Lowell's was a new show. Uh, ship chasing was, was new. So it's cool to, uh, to see that the consistency because those are the two shows that I've done weekly Wednesday nights now for um, almost a year now. So it's, it's nice to see that. Yeah. And we have never promoted. So this, I like this idea of the giveaway we've talked about doing stuff like this and we never do. We always just don't talk and then we press play and then yeah. see what happens. But yeah. So we, we finally have gotten to uh, be a little bit more professional. We just got the iTunes reviews. We'll do this uh, wheel in a sec. We got the Discord going, which uh, I think was long overdue. I mean, we both had the Discords going, but we had never created a Lulz channel. It's been one of the more fun additions to the show, I'd say. Definitely. Got a couple of comments in my uh, YouTube. Yeah. Marco says, we need the MMA stream. We let's we'll commit right now. We will we 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 need a really good card, but we will do at least one of those this summer. We'll get a really fun one on the weekend. Get all the Lowell's friends, have a bunch of drinks, uh, and hang out. I think that'd be a good time. Let's do it. Um, uh huh, bro. Brick, you need the Voyager app. Robin Hood of crypto, publicly traded company. Oh, that's publicly traded, huh? Uh-huh, bro. Uh-huh, bro probably owns that company. He's been winning so many DFS tournaments lately. Wait, I saw you say, well, your tweet is, was UConn Dave, since he came on the show, uh, had he been taking down some MLB tournaments? Yeah, he won, like, that night that I tweeted, he won, like, uh, he won 101 and 50 and another. He won- took down, like, two that night. And, and like, 20 during the day. He does, like, all the slates, too, like Alex. And then yesterday he would he he almost won. Um, we he took second. We also didn't really. I mean, we we were the Discord after last week's show that night, and then the next day. I mean, we, there had never been so much activity talking about that show. Now that you have a week with it in the rearview mirror, uh, how are you feeling about that show? Because people people enjoyed it as a con- as pure content. People actually loved it. Yeah, I, I was fine with the show. I yeah. didn't. I didn't have any problem with my performance. I think other people. 
<laughs> Wait, you had a problem with my performance? No, no, no. Other people had problem. Might have had a problem with my performance. I'm saying I didn't have a problem with my. No, own. because this is why. Okay, this is what I will say. I had, I had no. I love that you were you. You didn't pretend like sometimes people on interviews, they like, you know, they try to be someone there else or they're like, I'll, I'll be, I'm not saying be more professional or whatever, but they become something else. You were Brian Hooper, that entire interview. And I really appreciated it. Even if it led to some awkward moments. I just love that. I was like, Brian is being Brian. And that's what I love. <laughs> I had fun. I, I was, I was planning on doing that the whole time. So that's exactly what I was going to do. And I did it. So I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so it was premeditated? Your, I was your, gonna ask you about the process. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there, so there's like everyone. Everyone asks me all the fucking time, and they sh rightfully should because I put myself out there now, right? And so yeah. uh, it's totally fine. I have a Discord. I'm in your Discord, YouTube stuff, blah blah blah. So, I, so like I don't know. I, people ask me, and and I'm I'm able to handle it, right? And so he should be able to handle. It. And he's also a professor in data science or whatever statistics or optimization, whatever the fuck his thing is. Uh, so you figure he's like super used to getting questions. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying, Oh, I can't answer that, but here I could say this. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. So I, I, I was the, the planners. I'm just going to, well, do you do projections? No. Okay. What do you, do you use this? Do you use regressions? Do you use Sims? Do you blah, 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 blah. answer it? Don't, I don't give a fuck, but I'm going to ask it. Someone needs a, put together a super cut of the me being good cop and you being bad cop, just like a really quick, like 45 second thing of me trying to liven it up and then you being like, do you use random forests in your uh, simulations? <laughs> <laughs> We're also very nice to everyone who comes on here. Every, you know, pretty much every single time, except for maybe once, which someone mentions here in my chat. With that we should have Chris Randone back on, which I, we would love. I'm not sure he would want to do it, He's, but maybe you maybe you were a little uh, a little not salty, but uh, I don't know what the word is since no one's ever actually seen that stream unless they watched it live. The Randone one, yeah. Well, you were kind I of with him just a little bit, not too bad. Oh no, I was trolling him nonstop for the okay. entire second half of the show. Troll, uh, I should have said that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, if Randone wants to have another battle of wits, um, he, he's tried it in video stream. He's tried it on Twitter. It hasn't worked out well for him. He has he has an open invite to come on and uh, and talk on Lulz anytime he wants. Yeah, that'd um, be great. We did yeah. have record download numbers um, when he was on, so it's it's good for business. Okay. Uh, should, we, should we spin this wheel? Sure. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. Well, I, yeah, I don't know if we want to do because there's the, we got over 20 minutes left, right? How long does this take? Well, but we also need to. We were going to open the packs too that oh, we're going to give away. That's right. Yeah, I think I have an internal clock where I can feel the timing in the show, and it feels like now is the time we spin this wheel. All right. So to recap, um, I, I uh, first of all, shooter, uh, shooter McGravin from Discord. You said you weren't on the wheel. What's your Twitter handle? If you left a review, I'm not opening this up to, to anyone else. I pulled from the tweets. You were you needed to retweet Brian's tweet and leave us a review on iTunes. Um, I know there was a couple of you that didn't have Twitter. Um, this is the last call for those people. Um, but this is the deal. We said uh, Brian has an a couple open packs. I had an unopened pack. We were going to each give one of those away. And then 
$100. We talked about a gift certificate to the Top Shot Marketplace. Brian and I said we will put up $100. You can either go tell us like which four moments you want. If you want four of the Steph Curry's like Corey, or if you want the one Zion under $99, we'll buy that for you. So the top giveaway prize, Brian, $100 to the marketplace. It's Lowell's way to stimmy the market. Let's let's do it. <laughs> this and, and will this drop the market? You think? Um, this will. Um, I do think this could have an Elon-like effect on the top shot market. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do this. This is for should should this be this first one is for your base pack? Sure. All right, we got a base pack. Get my top shot going here. Yeah. All right, this person will will open these packs after this here too. And uh, oh, is it Corey? Oh, or, or is Eric. it Blair? It's Eric. Yeah, of course, <laughs> that's gonna seem that's gonna seem rigged. <laughs> Got Eric Belair. Uh, I should again. We've been mentioning the Discord. We were recirculating the ranks, Brian. I don't know if you saw this. It was who is the most active? Eric Belair, the number one most active person in the Discord. I I did see that. Epic. Uh, good things happen to people who constantly post in my Discord. I think is the moral of the story. Congratulations, Belair. <laughs> Every, everyone's tilting that Blair. Corey, you ran so bad on that one, Corey. You were so close. <laughs> that was pretty bad luck, Corey. That was damn close. All right. This is for uh, uh, a pack from me. Let's see. Let's see. I see Coney Dog in the chat. Or is it going to be Smash Mouth Bucks? Smash. Smash Mouth Bucks. Okay. Congratulations, Smash Mouth. Are you watching? I am going to gift you a pack. Congratulations. And now, Brian, for the $100 big money prize, you must spend it wisely. You cannot have this in cash. You cannot have it in Venmo. This is us buying a Top Shot moment for you. Oh, it's our guy, Tom Dicato. All right. There we go, Tom. Very nice, Tom. Um, You guys who won... Uh, we know Belair, um, Smash Mouth, and Tom. Let us know your guys' top shot names. And Tom, let us know uh, which moment you want under $100. $100 or less. We will hook that up. If you want two moments that add up, that's fine too. And then obviously the caveat with the gifting rules, it will be a week until we can send these to you. Um, not our not our choice. Nope. Um, all right. Should we, uh, should we open some packs? Yeah. Why don't you open first? Okay. And I will see if I can set up this sound thing. Everyone's already revolting against Belair. That's funny that he won. Be- believe it or not, uh, Belair has logged on like 20 hours a day. So if he's having dinner right now uh, and happened to log off, um, I think it's okay, guys. Uh, Eric, there, Eric's in the Discord. I won. I'm so mad I'm not live. I'll be watching in a few. See, he's going to make it up to everybody. Eric, and you can't watch it back on 1.5x. You do have to watch it on standard speed. Did you get the audio shared on yours? I did, I think. And if I didn't, it's, you know, just cultural differences, you know, from young people to old people. Yeah. Like me. Okay. Um, So I'm going to open my pack. Who was mine? Was mine Tom? I believe. Uh, yes. I you Eric. have, you have, no, sorry. You have Eric. I have smash mouth for mine. And then yeah. Tom gets the, uh, gets the pack. Okay. You're right. All right. This is for smash mouth. 
one of my base set packs. I was sitting on this for a rainy day. This is for you, Smash Mouth. Don't worry, I will explain to Brian how to do the audio. Oh, wow. Danny Wing just got doxxed. He is Tom. Tom is Danny. Congratulations. All right. Here we go. Behind door number one, 24-374, Michael Carter-Williams. Brian, tell us a story about playing him in DFS. He is one of the most frustrating DFS players of all time, <laughs> honestly. I'm not even kidding. Like, He used to be kind of a DFS stud in his first couple of years in the Sixers, but then... Uh, he went straight downhill after that. Now he'll like get the occasional start, and it's like really hit or miss. Really All right. 50 50. All right. There you go. Michael Carter, 50. 212. Doug, Reggie. Oh, man. I thought for a second that was going to be a Kawhi 212 there. Reggie Jackson. There's another guy. Pretty nice cereal, though. 212 out of 12K. Doesn't say anything about his dehydration issues he's had out throughout. Is that his what career. he's been dealing with? Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. <laughs> no, we're we're not going to dox anyone on this show, Brian. It's not what we're about, except Tom, who we did have to dox. All right, here we go. Final one for Smash Mouth Bucks. Common, three thousand. Russell Westbrook. All right, Mister Triple Double himself, Brian. How much is the like number whatever thirty Westbrook going for in this? This one? What's the base two? Yeah. Let's see. I I don't. I have oh. no idea what this stuff is going for. What do you guys day. think about this? I'll crowdsource. Should I sell my Westbrook? Whatever is it? Hollow? The one that's got like fifty-seven max. Oh, okay. I got when like did- the twenty-four. And he's gonna like. Here's here's why I'm thinking about selling him. Before I open my pack, sorry to bore everybody, but like he, what he, it's really likely that like he's this is about it for him, like the peak. Like I doubt he's going to triple double every single game next, you know, two years from now, right? So like, top shot users, I think just card collectors in general don't like these veterans. It seems like they don't yeah. like Al Horford. They don't, you know what I mean? They don't like these guys who were really yeah. solid career. In their in their in their in their end years, and yeah. then what's the what's the um, wait period for the NBA um, Hall of Fame? Is it five years still? I think it's five years, right? Okay. Like I'm not gonna I don't want to wait five fucking years, <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta wait for him to finish his career out, which is gonna take four. Knowing him, it might take ten. The guy's insane, right? In a yeah. good way. And then and then you got another five. But like you could also, you know, just say, "Hey, the market's down. It's gonna like you could be like a, a, a top shot maxi, you know, top shot truther, and just think it's gonna go off. And who cares yeah. that he's triple doubling every day now? I guess that's a take. But I was thinking, like, is there a better? Is there gonna be a better time in the next six years to sell a Westbrook than now? Yeah, For, it's hard. Career wise, forget about the market. Like, career-wise. forget about the market. Yeah, yeah. career wise. Yeah, no, I agree. Um. All right, let me see if, but because your your pack is Belair, right? Should yeah. we? I mean, he probably wants to. This is the kind of VIP. Okay, how about this? I'll yeah. do another giveaway. I'll give away two. Okay. So here's what we'll do. We'll do another one. Brian's going to generously give it, and then maybe in the Discord, uh, yeah. we could hop in the voice chat sometime and uh, and rip we'll Eric's for him. Eric. Yeah. Okay. This is the kind of VIP treatment Eric gets. Uh, let's spin. Then let's go back to the wheel. We're going to spin one more for a pack here because. Brian's feeling generous. 
All right. Look at that Lulz branded wheel. Ooh, Gary. No, Nick, Jacob. He in, yeah, he's in the Lulz Discord earlier saying how he hates Dave Portney, I think. <laughs> okay, Jacob Lull, congratulations. We are now going to open your pack here. Let me get Brian up on the screen. All right, let's do, uh, how about this guy? Oh, and er oh, Belair is here. So Belair just got Jacob an extra pack by uh, slow rolling it. So Okay, there you go. So, so should we... We're going to do Jacob. We'll do Jacob first and then do Eric's right after. All right. Here we go. So This is Jacob. Hopefully this isn't too loud. Jacob, you have Eric to thank. He milked another pack out of the Lulz ecosystem. Used to live too far from me here when he was in Boston. Ah. Fun fact. Did you guys, you know, play a little pickup? One no, I once saw him in the produce aisle at Whole Foods. I didn't, but it seems like a cool story if it did happen. How long do we let this video play? I know last time I no, no, I'd say this. He's the base pack you can go. Oops. Peyton, Peyton Pritchard, Pritchard did not start today. Did not start today. I hope you got him out of your lineups, unless he's balling. Um, another guy uh, that doesn't live too far from me here in Boston. I not once. That's the greatest uh, serial number. <laughs> now, no. I, well, I'm starting to understand how you can afford all these dip buying. Uh, <laughs> top shot. That's right. Crypto pump uh, endeavors. All right, Jacob Wool. Three of three here. Let's do it. 394. Ooh, Kyrie. Kyrie there you go. Okay. All right, Jacob. There and you go. Uh, it's not Ellie, right? I mean, it's not CC. It's Ellie, right? Yeah, it's a. That's a that's a nice pull right there. Okay, at least they're never gonna print any more on you there. I kind of wanted to talk about that too, actually. Maybe we should. There's time. Yeah, we can we can do that. All right. Very oh, nice. I can tell Brian is absolutely seething that he has to give up that Kyrie he just pulled. <laughs> that that last last time we did one where I had to give up that Jackson Hayes that was forty four hundred dollars. It was like, ooh, that hurts a little bit. That I mean, it's hard to compete with Andy. The very first giveaway when he came on the stream, it was a Joel Embiid that at the time was like sixteen thousand dollars. I remember. I, was like, uh, like uh, I think Andy's doing okay though. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Unless, top, unless Elon Musk tweets out about Top Shot something negative. Yes, top Eric. Eric, get out of the chat saying you didn't win the hundred dollars. Just get out of here. You did not win the hundred. You won the pack that's being opened right now. He wants the hundy. Yeah, get out of here, Eric. My, who knows? You might win. Danny Wing, aka Tom, aka Docs, won the hundred. A bull, Mark. I was just texting my buddy about what a giant bust this guy was. <laughs> Bulls, the Gar Packs era. Oh my God, they're so the worst GM in sports former anyways although he'll probably get another gig he's got another another chance in him that's not too bad he's been playing well okay young uh not the end of the world you're not allowed to change your review hassan all reviews are final <laughs> 
he's gonna do another one like <laughs> like, like uh, the Yelp reviews. Changing yeah. mind, one out of five stars. <laughs> the pizza was cold. All right, Belair. I hope this is the shittiest moment ever. Quality <laughs> <laughs> oh, tunes. Okay. That, all right. Serial number is not too great, but it's a nice dunk. Complain about a cat. There you go. All right, Eric. I guess you get one. You get one good moment. How much are these worth now? I mean, they said the Russell Westbrook one was worth $5. Really? It's, it's tough out there, Brian. It's very tough. What You said you had thoughts on uh, the number of editions in a season? Yeah, the latest one. I, I, I still bought it, so it's not like I'm out, out or anything. But like uh, the, the rare that they just sold, how many was in there? 80000 or something? Yeah, I, I paid 150 for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I paid. What I, I'm assuming I pay the same as you, but who knows with the special influencer benefits you you get? Uh, it's like, isn't that a little extreme? Yeah, I mean, but that said, I I kind of like I I like the idea of people now. <laughs> everyone was like, I want packs, I want packs, I want packs. I like now the market kind of swinging back in the other direction, and I would rather like. Isn't the whole thing we were talking about before is like. We, I would rather have now I'm going to be like, I just want to go take my $150 to the marketplace and buy a cool moment instead of buying that pack and know what I'm going to get. I, I think that will be long-term good. If people are starting to think that going to the market might be the better play with their money. I, I could understand. I, I understand that logic, but if you do print this stuff into oblivion, it's not going to be worth anything. Just like the tops cards. Yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't too thrilled about. It. Like, if they're doing it, like, let's say they were gonna do two, two, two or three rare drops over over a two month period, and they just put them all together. So it would have been the same amount of cards, but they're just doing it now, so that like when they release it, everyone has a decent shot at getting one. Like, yeah, that's fine. If like their end goal, the the total amount printed is the same. Like, I think they should get rid of this CC stuff. Like just print it and be be done with it. Release series three. Release something else. You know what I mean? Do like Magic the Gathering or whatever. Just keep coming out with new stuff. Um, that's yeah. how I want it to go. This is selfish, selfishly. Yeah, they made a boatload of money. So, hey, more power to you. But like, just looking out for our por- portfolios. You know, uh, I don't know. Like, it's got me thinking. Hey, maybe you should sell a couple of these. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, Danny, if you are in the chat, uh, I mean, you, you got some time, but if you want to let us know, you got your eyes on anything there under $100, can we break news on uh, what we're going to buy you? Feel free to uh, to pass that along here. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, and a, a sincere thanks, guys, for all those things. As Brian and I have said, we've been bad at doing the uh, marketing aspects of the show. I think we both think we put on a fun, entertaining show here, but we haven't done everything we can to get it out to uh, more people. So stuff like iTunes reviews, um, stuff like uh, being better about promoting stuff on Twitter helps us out. So uh, thank you guys for all those reviews. Uh, the the jokes, the genuine ones, even the one that called me a clown. Uh, I appreciate all of you. <laughs> what was that about? I, I know Silas too. It was, uh, yeah, he, he just came real hard. He came real wow. hard at me. Someone says right. in my di- Discord, if you got the LeBron number one, would you still give it away? <laughs> yeah, right. Can you imagine if, if, if Brian did a take back on that? <laughs> yeah. 
You just would just kill your reputation. Not doing it. Sorry. <laughs> there's, there's no upside. <laughs> I mean, I actually now there's another good sketch. This like young <laughs> top shot guy. He's launching his show. He only has like two people watching live. He does a giveaway and he pulls yeah. a number one LeBron and then just ends the show. He's yeah. like, I'm done making content. That would be a good that would be a good one for you for like a 40 second one, like a little 40 second uh, video. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Okay. And it is a number one LeBron. Okay. All right. We did just hear from Danny. He wants the Zion. Let's see here. I got want to double check what Zion that is. Yeah, you that's what you were guessing too, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it looks like it's even yeah. down. Yeah, he says a little Zion. bit. Uh, or which one is this? Let let me know exactly which um which one that is, Danny. Is it layup series 2? There was a 99 Zion a couple days uh, days ago. Which one is dropped? Must be this one, right? Series two layup. Yeah. If there's a if there's another moment, uh, Danny, to get or you to hundred, does there a better uh, serial number? That oh yeah, we get we could get you a good serial number. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's look at the serials. Well, it looks like the. Wow, these prices are all over the place. Seeing if we could snipe you a a hundred dollar deal up here. One there's one forty from Puppet Master. One fifty price. I'm gonna buy that. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> now now we're going shopping. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out. You can let us know if you have a cereal yeah. around a hundred, or if you want a, a combo of something else. Yeah, are you are you in the Discord? Yeah, we know Blair's there. And then who was my the other Oops. one left to? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Smash Mouth Bucks. Is I need to get in touch with them. Yeah, um, get what come in our one either one of our discords, Twitter, whatever. You, you yeah, Twitter, you. Twitter, Discord is the best way. Really, uh, what I need is a reminder from seven days from now because that's what it takes. Yes, Snapchat will let you send it. Uh, and I, I actually told this to. I think it was last time I did a giveaway. Um, you are not bugging us when you remind us to send yeah. them to you it, you're not at all feel free to bug us we um we need the reminder yes please i, I yeah because i'm thinking about porzingis's minutes and stuff like that so that you got late swap going on right now no no i'm good i mean caruso's out but we uh, it's not till 9 30 so okay man yeah i uh is there a good mma card this weekend yeah it's a it's a championship one is it? Um, one of the fights was canceled. Is it two fifty six? I wonder if uh, John Kelly's in the chat. Two sixty two. Two sixty two is oh That's Oliviera. Two. Okay, I remember him. Well, Michael and, Chandler. Oh, and Tony Ferguson in the co-main. Yeah. Ferguson's fun. Beast. We'll um. I'll get together. Uh, we've been putting together like a twenty man lulls uh, MMA listener league. I'm around on uh, Saturday, so I'll I'll uh, I'll put one of those together, and yeah. um, that's been fun. Although I was so tilted last week, like normally I wait until an hour before lock to make my lineups, but I was mm -hmm. just kind of chilling. And I was excited to make them. Did everything, you know, spent like an hour and a half, and then boom, fight canceled. I, I was so mad. 
Yeah, I, I remember. I remember all too well. Did we have Run Sims? What are those? Did you? Did you? Uh, uh, was that the RBX uh, slept through? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was so Whatever. great. Because I called it. I, I asked him to get in there because I just jokingly being like, no, he'll actually put a lineup in. Nope. He, he forgot to update. He he sent me stuff that like I'm like can I can I tweet this out? He's like no. I'm like all right fine. Stuff yeah. that would that would at least get 100 200 likes. That's so uh, funny. He's in my Discord I'm a MMA nights sometimes, and um, it's not crack streams esque, but uh, but he makes some he makes some lewd jokes if you guys are interested. <laughs> what it, what was what was his take on the Yukon Dave interview? Um he was fine with it. <laughs> he was fine with it like he's he 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 didn't really say too much on it and I'm like, "You know, he kind of uh he kind of uh brushed you off there, guy." He's like, "What?" Wow. Like, yeah, watch it again. Pete goes, or I asked him, "Hey, I think I heard you hung out with RBX88 at the Super Bowl." Yeah, I hung out with a lot of people. Okay. All right. <laughs> Guess that didn't go as well as RBX thought. Or that's so good. Uh, we love RBX. We got to get him uh, back on uh, one of these days. Hear what he's up to, other than just having copious amounts of sex. Yeah, uh, he's got he's got to rehydrate, much like <laughs> Reggie Jackson, and win a millie before he's allowed back on that that is true um i miss the days of him sliding into my instagram and just being like can't come on until i win another millie huh being like yep and then he kind of sulks away <laughs> he's gonna he's probably gonna win it i think that would be the record that <laughs> which would be incredible yeah um, all right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Very fun night. Uh, very fun show. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, if you now want to leave a non rent seeking iTunes interview with no prize other than the goodness of your heart and helping grow the show, you can still do that. Uh, but we don't expect you to because market's going to market, right, Brian? That's right. <laughs> it's, it's just a bunch of rent seekers out there. Nothing you can do about it. We're all screwed. All right, guys, uh, for Brian Hooper, I'm Peter Overzet. This has been Lulz. Remove the toxicity out there, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.